Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Chav Tes. We are on Kuf Chav Ches Amud Beis. Uh, two lines from the bottom, three lines from the bottom. I'm Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel. So Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel. Chaya, when it comes to a, a woman who just gave birth, so kozman kever pasuach, as long as the kever, which means the rechem, the womb, as long as she's dilated, so bein amrot tzricha ani, whether she says I need something and someone should be mechal shabbos for me, bein loy amrot tzricha ani, even if she says I don't need it, but the doctors or her friends say we have she needs this care, mechalin aleas shabbos. So basically, in a nutshell, what we're saying is. When a woman who just gave birth and she's in the category of kever pasuach, which either literally means she's dilated or whatever halachically uh, halachic status you want to give to it, she's in the category of achayla sheish boisakana, and therefore mechalin Allah is a Shabbos. We are mechal Shabbos for her. That is called sheha kever pasuach. However, the next stage, which is less uh, dangerous, nista makever once she's already not dilated anymore. So bein amra whether she says and kufchav tesmanal tzricha ani I need. Uh, you need to be mechal Shabbos for me. I need this. Or even if she doesn't say it, of course not. Say Shabbos. He wouldn't be mechal Shabbos for her at that point. The Gemara is telling us she is no longer in the category of a chayla sheish sakana, and therefore we're not mechal Shabbos for her. Rav Ashi Masni Hachi. Rav Ashi taught the following. And uh, sorry, Ravashi taught the previous uh, Memra, and Marzutra Masniach, he taught it in a different way. That Omar Rav Yehuda, Shmuel, that he had a different shot or a different uh, uh, version of what Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Chaya, a woman who just gave birth, Kozman Shak, have when she's dilated, so Bain Amr Tzrichani, whether she says, I need it, or Bain Amr Ain Tzrichani, or she says, I don't need anything, but her friends say, no, she in fact needs this. So then she's in the status of a Chalashi, Eshbasakan Machalon as a Shabbos. Even if she says no, we're still Machal Shabbos for her. However, the next step, Nistam Hakever, however, once it's already been, uh, it's closed, so Amr, she says, Tzrichani, if she says, I need it, so we'll believe her. Machal in the Shabbos. We would be Machal Shabbos. But Layamr Tzrichani, if she says, I don't need it, even though her friends are saying maybe she really not does need it, Ain Machal in Shabbos. At that point, She's already in the category of a chayla she'en by sakana, and if she herself thinks she needs it, okay. So what we make on say maybe perhaps you are a chayla she'ish by sakana. If the patient themselves, and this is very important in halacha, if the patient themselves is not saying they need it, and we know that it's not really in the category of chayla she'ish by sakana, we will not be mechalin aleha esa shabbos. Amalei Ravina lemaremar. So Ravina tells maremar. So we have two different. Uh, versions of this. Marzutra Masni Lakula, Zutra brought it down Lakula, and Rav Ashi Masni Lakhumra, and Rav Ashi brought it down Lakhumra. Who do we paskin like? Hilchasakiman. Who do we paskin like? Armalay, very important. Halacha Kimarzutra, Halacha is like Marzutra. Why? Safik Nefashas Lahakal. Whenever we have a, a con- wherever we, we are in a case of Safik Nefashas, that perhaps this is an element of danger. This goes into Halachic Shalas and in, in, in hospitals and Shabbos and Hatzala and all various things. That we are making when it comes to suffix nefash. Now, the, the novelty here is the chiddush is not only when we are faced with a, a concern of suffix, even when we have machlekes. It sounds like we have machlekes regarding uh, dina nefashus. We're making. That's what the Gemara seems to say. Okay. So either way, that's how we paskin like Marzutra. Next, the Gemara says me'imasai psichas At what point do we call? Uh, 
uh, a woman meaning when she's about to give birth at what point during labor is she now called now this has a few different halachic ramifications the, the primary discussion of our Gemara is focused on Hilcha Shabbos that at that point she's a and therefore Mechalon allows a Shabbos for this now the truth is if you have to prepare for this point then of course you'll have to call the doctor even before you get to this point because you, you have you can't uh, wait for kever and then say, oh, now we could go drive to the hospital. Too late. But the point is that you're anticipating a, a time of kever. That is one halacha. Another halacha which comes out from this, which is a very important uh, uh, sugya, is that there's a concept of em kever below dam. That when a woman gives birth, when she when she uh, when she's giving birth, so at some point she's going to have the status of a yoledes, anida, and then her husband can't touch her anymore. So it's very important. So a husband's helping his wife, you know, in, in the elevator in the hospital. At what point is there a problem? Now again, if there's no one else around, you have to be. Uh, of course, you, you should be holding your wife up. But the question is, at what point is there now an iser of of negia between a husband and wife? during the labor stage. That is, the, that is another shadow which the Gemara doesn't really focus on, but the Sidre Tahara in, in, uh, in the back of your Yoridea, and Elchasnita brings down from this Gemara, how do we figure out at what point does a woman become a Nida or Yoledes? This is actually one of the last conversations I had with Rabelski Zetzal. He was Nifta right after my son was born. We had this halachic discussion uh, back and forth. Different, uh, there's a lot of different uh, things. The, the mucus plug, Shaila, there are Shailas of, of uh, breaking the water. Is that considered a nida? Many, many different Shailas that come up. Okay. So, when is the call? So, the Gemara says very simple when she, when, when she sits down on the mashber, which was the birthing stool, at that point, she's sitting down to give birth. So, that's considered. Uh, Leda, she's already, uh, you know, in labor. Ravuna breeds of Yeshua. Amar Mishosha Adam shoyse severe when she starts bleeding. Vaamilon some say Mishosha chavrisa noisa oisa baagapa. She can no longer walk under her own power. That is actually the primary halacha, primary uh, uh, identification that the poskim say. At that point, she's already she can't walk on her own with, with her own power. She already you should assume she is a need at that point. Now, Mosai psichas kever. Now, until when? So, meaning she already gave birth. So baby's out, Mazatov. At what point do we say that she, she is no longer in the category of Psychakever? Again, our primary focus of Hilkashab is here. So Rabaya Shleishiyamim. Three days. The first three days it's considered uh, pesuach, and therefore she's considered a chaylish sheish by sakana. There's another halacha besides for, for Shabbos. This comes up if a woman gives birth right before Yom Kippur. A woman within the first three days of Lado does not fast on Yom Kippur. That's because the Gemara says she's a chayla sheish by sakana. Within the first three days, seven, two hours, home of on it. Well, you'll have to ask a Shiloh if, you, if, if your wife gives birth during a Sarasimit Shuva. Amr Rabbiya, so Shloshiyam, three days. Rav Amr Mishmeid, Rav Yehuda, Shiva, seven days. Very make of Amila, and some say Shloshim, 30 days that she's still called the Chayla, Shiesh, Poysakana. Okay, there are those Poyskin that say that, how can we be Makel today? Three days. A woman goes home. She goes home from the hospital. She could already be in the gym. She could already, uh, you know, some women go back to life. Two days later, they're back at work. Well, usually not. But, but you wouldn't necessarily call them a chayla sheyesh sakana. So it's very interesting. But Lamaisa, the minig of the Poyskin is to still be Makel, that a woman would not fast within three days of giving birth. Even, uh, even Yom Kippur, they would not fast. Ami Nahardoi, and this, the Chacham of Nahardoi said, Chaya, a woman who just gave birth, so there's three different times. There's Shleisha, there's the three-day halachas. There's Shiva, there's seven-day halachas. 
Ushleisha, and then there's a 30 days halachas. What's going on here? Shleisha, when it comes to the three days to halachas, bein amra tzrichani, bein amra loy tzrichani. Whether she says, I need you to be mechal Shabbos for me, or she says, loy tzrichani, mechalin aleha esa Shabbos. We will still be mechal Shabbos for her, because these three days are, she's in the status of achayla shiyesh boi sakana. Shiva, what about the first week? So then, if she says, I need Mechal and Allah as a Shabbos, okay? We, in fact, we Mechal Shabbos for her. This is also brought down by the Mishabruah, the first seven days. So we, we still have a conversation with her regarding uh, fasting in Kippur. So if it's within the first three days, the rabbi doesn't answer the phone. You're not fasting. The first three days, you're not fasting. Within seven days of giving birth, so then it really depends. Tzuchani, we try to talk her out of it. That's a whole sugya in Yuma and the Mishabruah and Hilchasim Kippur. So seven days, I'm a tzrichani, mechalon lasa shabbos. I'm a light tzrichani. I don't need anything. So then, mechalon lasa shabbos. And if you kipper, you you would not break your fast. Shleishem the first thirty days after giving birth. Afilu amra tzrichani. Even if she says, I need ein mechalon lasa shabbos, we are not mechal shabbos for her. However, avol oisin ayade aramay. You could do amir lenachri. This is very important halacha. Anytime someone's a chayla, you're allowed to ask a nachri to do malacha for you. Not only they let ask a, a, a nachri to do malacha, even malacha shabbat, even a, a iser daraisa, you're allowed to ask a nachri if a person is sick, even if it's not a cholish yish pesakana, cholish yish pesakana, you're allowed to do it yourself. You're allowed to ask a jum. A cholish sakana, someone is in a lot of pain, or they have to they go to bed, they're, they're in such pain they're going to bed. Uh, or tsar kogufai, their entire body is in pain. Halacha is you're allowed to ask a nachri to do a malacha daraisa for you. Why is that? Because the whole concept of Amir al-Nachri, of asking a God to do malacha for you, is a din de Rabbanon. And b'makam chayli, like Azru. They didn't make the gzera of Amir al-Nachri, b'makam chayli. So someone's sick, you're definitely allowed to, uh, to ask a God to do malacha for you. The Amar, he says, all necessities of a chayli, nasin can be done through the hand of a guy on Shabbos. And the woman who just gave birth, so even within the first 30 days, she is considered a chayli. Anything uh, that doesn't have sakana, meaning it's not going to, to hold back, uh, uh, from Sakana, so Aymer Lenachri, Vaisa, you're allowed to do it for the, uh, for, for the Chayla. But if it was Sakana, you could ask a Jew to do it. But if it's not a Sakana, if the Chayla wants it, Halach is you're allowed to ask a guy. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. So Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Lechaya, when it comes to a woman who just gave birth, Shleishim Yaim, there's another Halacha that has to do with the 30 days. So meaning she had a three day Halacha, the seven day Halacha, and now we have the 30 day Halacha. So he mentioned uh, one halacha would be the concept of chayla to ask a guy to do malacha. But what's specific about the 30 days? So which halacha do we really care about these 30 days? So amin hardoi, they said in hardoi, litzvila. Now it doesn't mean hilchos mikvah. It means that a woman's allowed to go to, to tzvila only after 30 days. But the first 30 days, she should not use the mikvah because it's cold. They didn't have heated mikvahs back then. And by putting herself in a, in a cold mikvah, she would put herself in danger. And don't do that. So within 30 days, don't do that. Her husband is not there to warm her up. We're not too concerned. Her husband will warm her up. And today's day, if a woman wants to go swimming 25 days after giving birth, we're not concerned. We have uh, heating. We, you know, we're not concerned that she's going to be too, uh, she's going to be shivering 
so it will be fine. He had the Bati, the Rav a fascinating story. The daughter of Rav Chista, who was the wife of Rava, Tavla Begait Tlasin She went to the mikvah, and it seems like mikvah, the real mikvah, within 30 days of giving birth, Shaloi Bifnei Baila. And her husband wasn't home. He was in Pumpadisa, he was teaching Rava. Vitsinias, and she became, she was shivering. Vaamtoi Laarsa Basri, the Rava of Pumpadisa. They carried her to Rava in Pumpadisa. So that's what they did. Just by the way, it's interesting halacha. Not really halacha, it's more of a Kabbalistic thing that uh, if a husband's not home, the women should not go to the mikvah. If the husband's not home that night, there is brought down on the Zayar that they shouldn't go to the mikvah. This, this is a, a classic bungalow colony Shiloh where, where many uh, husbands would come home Fridays and let's say their Lelzfila came out Thursday night. And back in the day, they didn't have these satellite mikvahs. It was a whole ASIC to go to the mikvah on Friday night, upstate New York. So the Shiloh was, was often asked. But from this Gemara, it sounds like there's no problem because you see that the, the Brati de Rav Chista, if the Gemara means literally that Tavla, she went to the mikvah, not just swimming, she did it, Shalai Bifnei Bailo. Now it happened to be she got sick, they had to go schlep her across town. But it seems like, and that, that's how many of the, the Paiskim that deal with uh, the Oilam HaNigla, they'll, they'll be makele that a woman, if you know, in these type of situations, they could in fact go, but a- ask, your, uh, ask your local rabbi, yeah? This is only the case where it 30 days of childbirth. No, no, I'm just trying to make a raya independently. There's a concept of Apiah Zayar that a woman should not go to the mikvah if her husband's not home. Api Kabbalah, the, the Zayar has a lashon like that. It is brought down in, in, in the Nice and Shulchan Aruch. So I want to bring a raya from this Gemara that the Gemara didn't hold like that. Because otherwise, forget about this Leda thing. How could she go to the mikvah if her husband's not home? Fine. Or you can tell me, it's not talking about mikvah itself, it's talking about something else, but I think it's talking about mikvah, so that's why I brought it out. Okay, I'm going to review the Let's say a woman just gave birth. Or, and so it's raining outside, she's cold. You're allowed to make a fire for her in order for her to warm up. So the Gemara says, Suffer me not, Amiram thought, Lechaya in, to a woman who just gave birth. Yeah, no problem. However, Lechaya a regular person who is just shivering, we would not uh, light a fire for them. And only in the rainy season, not in the summer, it's hot outside. It wouldn't be considered a, a major concern. That this person is shivering. Velohi, but that's not true. It doesn't make a difference if a person is sick or just gave birth. In the winter. Uh, it doesn't make a difference. Halach isn't how we paskin. If a person is, is shivering, if they have a fever or something like that where they need to be near the fire. So we do consider it a choyla. If they uh, don't get warmth, they're, they're going to die at some point. So therefore, we, uh, we would light a fire. We had this uh, discussion. If someone did bloodletting, and we're going to get a whole discussion here, a whole daf about bloodletting. So back in the day, that was even 150 years ago, I just saw an article today that they were still, there were some cultures they were still do bloodletting, even in the 1860s. So don't try this at home, but that was uh, considered a, a normative uh, medical uh, practice. So we're going to go, we have a whole daf uh, discussing bloodletting. So a person bloodlet that day, and it's stunning, and now he's cold because he lost all that blood. They would in fact make a fire for him. Even Shabbos afternoon, in the middle of the summer, 100 degrees outside, if this person is shivering, they would make a fire for him in order to warm him up. Okay, Shmuel. Shmuel, who is our, 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 our so he, uh, he, he, he did bloodletting, and the Gemara is going to continue discussing many stories regarding bloodletting. So what he did was he needed a fire. He was in such desperation for firewood, he burnt, he broke up a cheer 
made out of this shaga, some type of uh, wood, and he, he used it for his firewood. Rav Yehuda di Yavna. He had this uh, Yavna wood uh, that was made into a table, and he used that for his firewood, literally throwing money in the garbage. The rabbi Sharshipa, they uh, broke a bench for him. He commanded them to break a bench for me in order to use this firewood. Vamale Abaya Rabba, and Abaya asked Rabba, hold on a second, you're using your, your beautiful table for your chair, your bench, for a firewood. You're being overbaltash, you're destroying it. Go to the gas station, go to your go to your local place and get, get five dollar firewood. What are you doing? So Batashis, the goofy My body is more important than this wood. And that's how we pass it. It's very interesting. A lot of times people talk about batashis. So I was at a barbecue yesterday, a social distancing barbecue. And at the end, you know, there were some leftover hot dogs. You didn't come. So <laughs> The rest of the family. So, uh, so then there were some hot dogs left, and one person said, oh, you can't waste. So they're going to eat three extra hot dogs, achila gasa, so as not to waste. But luckily, it's wrong. Baltashis to goofy otherfully. You've got to be more concerned about your body than the three extra hot dogs that are going to go in the garbage. Yeah? What was the Gemara that says that the rabbi used to uh, pick up his pants so he'd cut his thing and not ruin his, his pants? And he ruined his feet. He ruined his feet. It's a great question. I don't know. And not, and not his clothes. Excellent question. I don't know. You have to answer that question. It's a, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, b- very good question. Okay, but that's how we pass. We pass the batashas to goofy. Otherfully, anytime uh, you have spoiled things, there's no mitzvah to eat it. You always say batashas to goofy is otherfully is more important than material material items. Next, adam A person should sell the beams of his house, and purchase minallah and purchase shoes for your feet. It's the uh, it's a bazillion to walk around without feet, without shoes. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's the significance of it. Just by the way, it's brought down the Ber Halach and Hilchos Yantuf brings down. In, in the discussion of being misameach as ishtoy berego, that at the very least you should buy your wife a pair of shoes for for yantif. You can say today people have many shoes, maybe that's not so uh, significant, but that's considered you know something. Menolim uh, the raglav. Now hik is dam, so meaning even though you should sell the walls of your house to get shoes, but hik is dam if you bloodlet that day, you don't have any food, sell your uh, your Nike sneakers, make sure you have something to eat after bloodletting. So my what, what, what should you eat after bloodletting? So Ravamar Basar, you should eat meat, you should drink wine. Now why is this? So there's a lot of heebie-jeebie going on. If you if you wanna if you want to ask me, I'll send you an article. I read about bloodletting today. There was a lot of uh, Greek uh, thought and interesting things. What they were, what what exactly bloodletting would do. But let's just see the Gemara. So Rav Amar, you eat basar? Why? Nafsha chalaf nafsha. So you want to eat a nefesh? Tachas nefesh. You ate. You uh, you lost some blood. So eat something that's a nefesh. Meat. Ushmul Amar Yain. Why sumka chalaf sumka? Drink red because you lost red. Okay, now Simon Shanimsar, let's see. So Shmuel, Biyoima, Da'avanil, so the day he would bloodlet, Avdilate have Shilo de Tchale. They made him a, a uh, soup of Tchal, of spleen. So very, uh, very uh, bloody uh, food. Rabbi Yechanan Shasi Adenafik Tiha Meune. He would drink until the, the radiance of the odor of, of wine would come out of his ears. Rav Nachman Shasi would drink Adakape Tichale until his spleen was floating in wine. That's how much wine he drank. Rav Yosef Shasi he drank so much wine at the Nafik Rivda Dikusilta that the uh, wine would come out of his pores from uh, from the hole that was made for the bloodletting. Rav Mahadra Hamar Batlosatafi he would go find a three-year-old wine to drink for for the you know his uh, his after bloodletting meal. 
Amar lehu Rav Nachman Yitzler Rabbanu b'matusim in I beg of you, b'yoyma da'akaza the day that you do bloodletting, imru lebeisaychu tell your wives, Nachman equal legabon. Nachman's coming. So tell them that Rav Nachman meaning there's a chashav guest coming. You don't want you know leftovers for supper tonight. Make sure she's gonna cook you a good meal because that's what you should be eating when the day after you uh, the, sorry the, the right after you bloodlet that day you should be eating a good meal. So tell your wife you could even lie so to say. Uh, to make sure you have good food after your meal. The Gemara continues on this theme about, you know, lying or harama in order to get, uh, in order to save yourself after this bloodletting. The kulu aruma asir, now all types of harama, all types of shtick and trickery, all these things are asir in life. Bar mehai arma deshari, except for the following one. And this one's very interesting. We have to figure out why it's mutter. But manda oven mil sivle efshalei, someone who did a kazazdam, and let's say you, you're a Talmud of Shmuel or whatever, you want to get wine, but you don't, can't afford wine. So what should you do? So lishko zuza macha. You take a, a coin, that's macha, which means it was hit, but it means that it's, uh, it's not in circulation. The laser l'shav and go to seven different stores, and you sample from each one, and the way it worked back in the day, like, you know, your ice cream store, you could take, like, one scoop, so you go to each, each flavor, you have to try out, then you leave, but uh, there, you would drink a little bit of wine, but once you took a revius, they said, okay, now you gotta pay. So you drink a little bit, a little bit, finally you get your revius, and, and you show the guy your cash, he says, no, I want to take credit card, I'm not taking this out-of-currency dollar bill, and he says, okay, never mind, get out of here. So you do this seven different places. Until you finally get your shiravias. Now the achronim are bothered by this. Why is this mutter? If you know in advance you're not going to pay, you can't do this. So maybe and the achronim definitely are bothered by this gemara. It also raises another discussion. I once heard a dava lichlenstein give a share on this. Right after there was a price, the price hike in epipens. So he gave a share in YU, I think, um, regarding can a person break into a pharmacy and steal an epipen? Is that halachically mutter? So it's a whole sugya. It's a discussion. Uh, at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's two ways to learn the Gemara. Either you're allowed to, but you have to pay, or you're not allowed to. But see, it seems like you would have to pay afterwards, but you'd be allowed to take it because you have to, you're allowed to save your life. But you still have to pay for it. What? Breaking into pharmacy. So pay for it afterwards. Oh, yes. And these days, these days it's fine. <laughs> depends what, depends what your virtue is signaling to. Uh, anyways, okay. Next. So the Eloi, if this doesn't work, you don't have this option of sampling wine. Lechol shav tami ukmaso. You should eat these seven black dates. Velisha mishcha b'tzidei, and you should rub oil on your forehead. Vinigne b'shimsha, and you should sleep in the go go sit in the sun, and this will help. Avlet, who is a uh, a non-Jewish uh, you know professor, we'll call him. He was a chacham. He always had interactions and conversations with Shmuel. Ashkel Shmuel, the Gani b'shimsha. So Shmuel sitting in the sun. Amalei chakim adiudai. They call you Jews very smart. But how can something bad be considered good? The sun, sitting in the sun is not good, it's too hot for you. So why, why are you sitting here? It's the day of bloodletting, and therefore it is, in fact, good to sit in the sun. However, the Gemara says, that wasn't really the truth. That wasn't why Shmuel was sitting in the sun. There's one day that the sun is good, and the day that the Kufas Tamas falls down on the Savar and Shmuel didn't want to tell Avlate. So like they didn't reveal it to him. So he told them something else. He told them that I was bloodletting. Okay. 
Next, Heikel Baruch Taima Shah Simon. So these four uh, sugyas. Rav Shmuel Dharma Tavayu Kola Meikah Basudas Hakazas Dam. Someone who does not eat a meal after bloodletting, the Kilomim is a noise of in a Shemayim. They are Meikah with him, meaning they don't uh, give, give uh, they don't take seriously his Parnasa. Varmim in a Shemayim, they say, Hu al Chayavoychas, he doesn't care about himself, he doesn't care about his own body. And he alchas a lot. Because Baruch says, I should, I should be worried about you. I should be concerned that you have what to eat. You don't, you don't take care of yourself. So uh, just interesting. So Rabbi Shmuel both said, if you make over Sudas Hakazas Dam, then Mekilim is a nice finish man. Just by the way, as we're continuing the discussion of Hakazas Dam, so many of the uh, Poiskim say that today's blood test or giving blood would not be in the category of Hakazas Dam. That's not exactly what Hakazas Dam was, and therefore don't learn anything uh, practically from these halachas. Even, you know, the Chumrah, the Kula, there's a discussion in uh, Shulchan Aruch regarding washing your hands after doing Hakazas Dam. So Shlomo Zaman Orbach said, after bloodletting, one does not have to wash his hands. There's no Ruach Ra. We're going to see a few more halachas regarding, you know, Erev Shavuos, not to do Hakazas Dam. So, in our world, we are not concerned for this. This is, uh, this is talking about ancient bloodletting. Nothing to do with taking a blood test or uh, donating blood. That would not be uh, the same halacha as hakazas dam. Rav Shmuel Dharma Tavai. Rav Shmuel say, Haiman Oven Milsa, someone who did hakazas dam, should not sit in between, you know, the buildings where the wind swirls, Dilma Shafile Umna. Perhaps the, the person who drew blood, the nurse, took away so much blood, only left him with the revius of dam. And the wind is going to somehow discharge a small, you know, a little extra blood. Now he'll be in Sakana. So don't sit in a windy place. Shmuel have a rug of oven, Musa base of the Shavu Beni Varicha. He would do it in a place where there was a, he would stand behind the wall that had seven uh, and a half bricks, uh, a thick wall. One day he did Hakazistan, he felt himself getting weak. So Badak, he checked the wall, the Chaser Chadarich, and was missing a brick. So that's why, I'm missing half a brick, that's why he was, uh, he felt weak. Rabbi Shmuel, Dharma Tavayu, Haiman, Da'avid Milsa, someone who did Hakazistan, he did bloodletting. First, eat something, and then leave. If you don't eat anything, if you meet a dead person, meaning you see a dead body, your face will turn green. You meet a murderer, and seemingly on his face, there would be some ruach uh, something on it. Miss, the person will die, meaning he'll die. If you meet a uh, pig, so it is kasha, it is uh, harmful, and Rashi says it means a person will get saras by doing this. Rav Shmuel Dharma Tavayu Haiman David Mosa Lishi Portav Hadalekum. Sit a little bit and then get up. Damar Mar Mar said Chamisha Dvarim Kroivin Lamisa Yosem and Achayim. Five things bring one closer to death than life. Well, meaning it weakens a person. Veiluhein Achav Amah. Someone who sits and he, you know, he's eating Amah and he stands up right away without uh, pausing for a few seconds. Shasav Amah. He drank and he stood up right away. Yashin Amah. You get up right after you uh, you wake up in the morning. You jump right out of bed. It's actually, the Mishnah Brewer does say a person should pause. Maybe a Chazas. Saw that with their wisdom of of Moidaani, he goes down. Someone who bloodlets and gets up right away. Shimish mitasiv amar. Someone is a mishamish mitas and he stands up right away. Those things are kroivim lemisa yosim and achaim. Amar Shmuel, pursa the dama. What's the proper? What's the best time? The optimal time for bloodletting called tlasinyam. Thirty days. Once every thirty days, that's a good time to do it. Bein aprakim. What is bein aprakim? It doesn't mean you know during laning. It means that. We're going to consider that a person has these uh, midlife, not midlife crisis, but points in life we're going to call it prakim. So, so uh, we're calling this the way the Rishonim learn. 
that a person lives 120 years, so Bein HaPrakim is 40 and 80. I just saw an article, I think it was a Jewish action, there was an article trying to source, is it true that when we tell people, you know, uh, you should live until 120, where does this come from? So the way the Bishanam learned this, I just saw this uh, on Shabbos, the way the Bishanam learned this Gemara, it sounds like this is a good source. You have uh, Bein HaPrakim is 40 and 80, so that sounds like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good source for this, okay? So, Kotal, so 30 days. Once a person hits 40, Yemait, a little less. So, once every two months, when a person is, uh, is a little older, Yachserv, Yemait, he should lessen it. Vamar Shmuel pours to the Dhamma, Chad Veshavta. The time to do this is, the best time to do it is Sunday, Arba, Wednesday, Umali Shabbat, and Arab Shabbat. Avashini Vechamishi Loi. But Monday and Thursday, no. Damar Mar, Mishi Yeshloi Schus Avais. Someone who has Schus Avais, then Yakis Dam Bashini Vechamishi. Then he, he, he could do uh, bloodletting on Monday and Thursday. Shabezin Shamaila Veshamata Shavankiachat. So the way that we have it, Mesechus Megillah, we set up Batidinim to, to, to hold court Monday and Thursday. So Bezin Shamaila mimics that and also holds court Monday and Thursday. So it only works if you have. But otherwise, it's not a good time, which is interesting because there are other sources that Monday and Thursday is a day of Rachamim. That's why we say Vuhurachim. So uh, the, the Ba'ali Kabbalah and the Shlach Kaddish and others discuss, is it really Yom Hadin? Is it Yom, yom, yom uh, Rachamim? So if you have a Masifta Gemara, they have in the back a whole discussion on this. Uh, regarding the, what, what the essentially what Monday and Thursday is now, but klasa b'shabta my time alive. Why shouldn't you do it on Tuesday? Mishum the kaimeli madim bezavi, that the uh, the mazel of Mars, um, it uh, it hits on the zugois. There's a concept of zugois of Pierce every even hour. There, it has a strength over it, whatever this means. I think Arsko has a very long footnote on this. But the constellation of Mars, or uh, the, the planet Mars, has something, and therefore you don't uh, mess around with it on Tuesday. Well, we're learning that family, so we'll keep going. Mali Shaftanami Kami Bezavi. Fred the Gemara, so that's Tuesday, but what about Friday? Friday also, there's a Kaima Bezavi. You also have these issues of peers. So the Gemara says, Kavan to Dashu Rabim. Since many people specifically do it on Friday, why is that? So Rashi says, because they would have a big suda afterwards, and they would eat fish, and all these other things that are good for our causes dam. So specifically, they would do it on Friday, but you have the problem of the mazel of madim b'zavi. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Shoymer came in the dash Rabbim. Since many people do this, Shoymer Psalm, Hashem Hashem watches over the Psalm, the fools. And this, uh, this famous line is brought in many places in Gemara Nivamis. There's also Rabbi Moshe Feinstein on his uh, famous tshuva on smoking. He brings down this thing of Shoymer Psalm Hashem. And again, people would argue today that, that uh, it's not Everybody knows it. it's dangerous. But back in the day, it was, people didn't realize. So you could say the concept of Shemer Pesam Hashem. Amar Shmuel. Arba, the fourth day, Arba, which is the fourth of the month, meaning if you have a Wednesday, that's the fourth day of the month. Uh, or Arba, Duhu Abesar, or, or uh, Wednesday, that's the 14th day of the month. Or Arba, Duhu Esen Arba, or Wednesday, that's the 24th day of the month. Or Arba, the Leka Arba, or you have a Wednesday where there's no four days afterwards in that month. So it's the end of the month on a Wednesday. All these Arbas, all these Wednesdays, Sakanta. So don't book it on your calendar. So usually you can end up doing it on Sunday. Don't do it on Tuesday, don't do it on Wednesday, don't do it on Friday. You're better off just doing it on a Sunday. Roy Shredesh, Vishenilai. 
you should not do it on, on the first day of the, of the month and the second day of the month. Chulsha, a person will get weak. Shlishi loy, third day of the month. Sakana, it's sakana. So they probably had long lines by these bloodletting. Very few days in the month. You shouldn't do it on Monday, Thursday, Friday, you know, very a few days that you could do it. Maliyomi tov erev yantiv. Chulsha, a person of the erev yantiv will be weak. Maliyomi tov erev shvuas, sekanta, it's dangerous. The gozera bonana kuli maliyomi tov. And since shvuas is dangerous, so there's exera, you cannot bloodlet in any. Uh, Fridays, any Erev Yom Tovim of the year, and the, the Chayadim brings us down in Hilchas Yantif, so it was still common in the 1700s. The Chayadim says that we shouldn't be bloodletting on Erev Yantif, based on this Gemara, Mishim Yom Tovim, that says, that since uh, Erev Shuas is so dangerous, don't do it on any Erev Yantif. Now, Denothic, why is what's so dangerous about Erev Shuas? There was a uh, Ruach, there was some type of spirit whose name was Tavayach, sounds like a butcher. And he said, does not accept the Torah. He would butcher Klai Yisrael. So therefore, there's some strength with the, with the Tavayach and the Ruach, and therefore no bloodletting on Erev Yantav. Erev Yantav is similar to Erev Shabbos, but a meal after, so they should be allowed because. No, so he's, no, so you're not allowed on Friday. Dosh should be and people ended up doing it. So we say, okay, Shemr Psalm Hashem, Hashem should watch over the fools. do it on Friday because of because they, that's what they, they themselves decided on their own. Chazal didn't want that. They didn't. Uh, Chazal they never uh, said it's a good thing. They never gave their stamp of approval. They're just not going to say it's usher because once people are doing it, it's fine. But here they wouldn't. They, no, it's a few times a year. Arab sukkahs are just don't do it. Three, four times a year, don't do it. Friday is 50, 50 weeks of the year. It's an available day. Okay. Uh, it seems like they didn't do it on Arab Yantif. Next, Amar Shmuel, Al a person who ate uh, wheat or means bread, vehik is dam. And now you go bloodlet. It didn't help. You only let out the, the calories or whatever that you just ate. So it doesn't help. That's only when you're trying to do a kule. But if a person just wants to have a lighter blood level, Mekel, you could in fact, it, w- it would work even if you just ate your bagel. Hamak is dam. Someone who bloodlets should see a out there, should drink right away. Achila, but achila, don't eat the first second. Wait at mil. The time it takes to walk chatzimil, uh, which we say is about you know nine minutes, ten minutes. That's that's the appropriate time to wait prior to eating after kazas dam. Ibaylu shesila altermali avabaser hachikashi. When we say you should drink right away, does that mean that if you that if you lose your opportunity, it's done, and after. Alter, it doesn't work anymore. Or it's not like hashiv It's not bad. It's not harmful. No problem. Takeu. Ibaylu. Achila achatzi mehudu kamali. You only let eat nine minutes after you had bloodletting. Habasa hachi mekami hachi kashi. Is it harmful to eat before, to eat after, or dimal like hashiv lemali? Doesn't make a difference. Takeu. Machir is rav. Rav announced. He said meakari. If you find a hundred cucumbers, bezuza, you should only buy it when it's cheap because. These things are not uh, are not considered healthy at all. There's no nutrients. Therefore, only buy it if you're not really spending too much money on it. Mea reishi, bezuza. A hundred heads of animals also. Only buy it for a zuz. However, mea sifami, a hundred lips of animals. Velaiklum. Don't even don't pay a penny for it. Even if they give it to you for free, don't eat it. It uh, it is empty calories. I'm Rav Yosef Ravuna. When we were learning in the base manager of Huna, Yama de Mefagri Beraban, it was a day where the Tamidim were schlepping around, they were lazy, Saifzman, they weren't learning well. Amri, so they used to say, Ha'inna, today is a Yoma de Sfamehu. It's a day of lips. So you could have thought that means, you know, a day of, uh, of schmoozing. But he said, Valaya down in my comment. I didn't know what they were saying, but now I understand. Because Rav, Rav said, Mea Sfame, a hundred. Uh, uh, lips of meat is worthless. So they were saying, we're talking and, y- and uh, yapping away, but nothing's coming out of it. 
So now we understand the, the analogy between the, why they called it Yoima Disafami. Next, the Kaishri and Atabas, the mission said they would tie the umbilical cord of the baby on Shabbos. So Tanah Rabban and Kaishri and Atabur, you're allowed to tie it. Otherwise, uh, they, I think they do this today as well. Otherwise, it would bring like this. You cut it as well. The time in Hashilya, and this is a Hibijibi thing, they would, be, uh, they would wrap the Shilya, the, the, the placenta, Kedeshe Yechem Havlad. In order that somehow the child who's no longer attached to this, if you wrap the shulya, it's going to somehow warm up the baby. The daughters of kings, they would time nice the shashemen. They would put the shulya in a bowl of oil. The wealthy daughters would do it. They had a wool uh, sponge. That's what they would do it. The, the, the poor girls, they would do the in rags. That's how they would wrap up the shulya. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Amar Rav Halacha Karabiosi, Lachas Karabiosi. They would do, in fact, cut the umbilical cord on Shabbos. That's how we pass him. We pass him again. If a person gives birth on Shabbos, you're in the hospital on Shabbos, you do whatever the doctor tells you to do. All, all those things are considered essential and necessary. Don't, uh, don't ask Shilas at that point. If you have twins and they're attached, you know, they have the umbilical cords attached, there he agrees, you are allowed to cut it. My They're going to be pulling uh, each other. So therefore, it's dangerous and you should definitely cut the, the, uh, the umbilical cord. So there's a there's a small message in Yecheskel, where where uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu, where he tells Yecheskel what to say, but Yecheskel is telling us that we Klai Yisrael did not did not have a hakaras atoyf to our Kaddish Baruch Hu did from us, and it uses the the now the muscle of a mother taking care of her child as opposed to a dumpster child. So there, there's there's a few uh, sentences there. So we're going to learn our halachas from that. So the pasuk says. Shenemar, it says, So I skipped the line. You could do this for a woman who just gave birth on Shabbos. Shenemar, the Pasuk says, When you were born, which means, when you were born like Karas, I did not cut the umbilical cord. You know, sometimes uh, some people make fun of their friends that they never cut the umbilical cord from their parents. They're always attached. But HaKadosh Baruch was telling us that I didn't do that. I, I didn't cut it. I'm always, I'm always there for you. So, so like Karash Sharech, I didn't cut the middle cord of a Mayim, Lemishi, I didn't uh, wash you with water to now this is done because it's healthy and also you have to separate the baby from the mother. But Kalash Baruch is saying I didn't do that. And I didn't salt you, they used to, to put some salt, some lotion on the skin. The Hutalta, and I didn't, uh, I didn't swallow you. So we see from here, this is the the way Hakadosh Baruch was speaking to Klayestro that I didn't forsake you, didn't put you up for adoption. When I, when I, when I, when I created Klayestro, there's always the connection. We're always there for you. I'm always there for you. So from those words, we're going to learn out what typically is done for a baby. You cut the umbilical cord, you swallow the child, you take care of the skin, you uh, you you give it a bath, all those things. Next, it says, You could, in fact, uh, deliver a baby on Shabbos. You could cut the milk on Shabbos. You could wash the child on Shabbos. You could, in fact, put some salt or some type of lotion on the skin on Shabbos. 
Mikan Shimalafin of Lava Shabbos, you could swallow the, the baby on Shabbos. So, Hajjan Allah, finally we finish a parak that discussed uh, primarily Hilchas Muksa, and tomorrow, Mertashem, Daf Kuf Lamid, starting a famous parak in Shas, or Belezat Demila, go through many halachas that come up, you go to a bris, and now you'll, you'll know a lot more what's going on by, uh, by your bris Mila.